right, welcome to another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. A very special episode today. I'm here with the star of HBO series Room 104, episode The Fight. You can also catch her on James Arthur's new music video, You, featuring Travis Barker. She's a professional Muay Thai fighter. She is the WBC featherweight national champion. She's also the World Muay Thai Angels third runner-up. She is Natalie Killface Morgan. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Anthony? Oh, well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm actually very nervous about this because, uh, yeah, you're kind of a big deal, Nat. Oh, shit. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know about that, but thank you. Okay, so let's get down to uh, How's your Sunday going so far? It's good. Sunday's yeah. awesome. It's my chill day. And uh, so we're recording about 1030 in the morning. Do you normally, uh, what's your Sunday routine like? Usually I wake up, I usually sleep in, sleeping in, in quotations, is like 6.30 a.m. for me. Right. So I sleep in, get up. Um, right now I'm like trying to do hot yoga every Sunday. Ooh. Yeah, I love hot yoga. It like clears my mind for the day and everything. Oh, so yeah, definitely. I did that. And then I'm here with you. If I wasn't here, I would just be chilling at home. My husband and I just chill on Sunday, watch TV. Oh, okay. What time do you uh, usually go to bed? Mm, I usually lay down at like 8 or 8.30, start reading, and I'm out by 9. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I got up today at uh, 3 o'clock, 3.30, and there's no point. I'm not productive in the morning. I just sit there till 8 or 9 when things open, yeah. and then I can go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to it. Um, I have so much to talk to you about. First, let's start from the, the beginning, the, yep. uh, the origins of Natalie. Uh, so you were from West Virginia. Yeah, I grew up in Grafton, West Virginia. Grafton? Grafton. <laughs> uh, well, how, how was that? Uh, it was small. Mm-hmm. Um, the town I grew up in had like three stoplights and 5,000 people. So like my graduating class was like 30-something people. We Everybody knew. 30-something people? 30-something people. Oh, yeah. wow. Everybody knows everybody. Um, I'm glad that I grew up there, but I'm glad I don't live there anymore. <laughs> right. What, what was it like? Uh, well, how were you as a teenager? Oh, I was a punk. I was a punk. Um punk rocker or no i was just an <laughs> asshole <laughs> there you go. i was an asshole uh yeah i kind of kind of got in with the wrong crowd did a little too many drugs drank too much you know mm-hmm. the was, whole deal what was the the drug of choice for west virginia um well <laughs> for me i just smoke pot really okay um but a lot of people back there i'm sure you know is like an opioid crisis mm-hmm. area right. it was really bad yeah um, yeah oxycodone and Whatever, hydrocodone, all that stuff. That's so weird to have a graduate. Did everyone sort of um, date in the same groups and stuff like that? Like, um, sort of, but sort of not, I guess. Um, like I dated somebody in high school who was like three years older than me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say like I had a graduating class of like fifteen hundred or something like that. Everybody everybody still knew everybody's business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who's dating who, what. Chicks a slut, that guy's a whore, whatever the case was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be crazy. Um, so you're from an Italian family? Yeah, so Irish-Italian. Irish-Italian. I just took one of those tests and found out I'm like far more Irish than Italian. 50%. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, it makes sense though, actually. I'm more of a fighter than a lover, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a quote from an interview you did a long time ago. And you said, or they asked you what your parents thought of you fighting. And you said, you're, I don't know why it stuck with me, but you're, you yeah. said your mom was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. So are you guys from kind of a scrappy family? No. Well, I mean, in personality, yes, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, the women in my family are very strong-willed, sassy, mm-hmm. Italian-type women. Right. Yeah. 
Right. They don't like something you're going to know. Lots of hands in the face. Lots of hands. Yes. <laughs> Lots of talking. You said something wrong. You got backhanded. You uh, know. Yeah. The old cup to the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then yep. uh, your pops, what's he like? Uh, my pops is awesome. So um, gro- I actually lived with my dad growing up more so than my mom. So I was a big tomboy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, actually, he wanted boys, so he just raised my sister and I like we were boys, kind of. Okay. Uh, so we ended up being pretty tomboyish, you know, mm-hmm. four-wheelers and, like, going out and mudding and coming back completely covered and so dried So it, it was more, like, country style. It was very of. country. Oh. Very country, yeah. I love it. I love it. Quiet. Was, were you shooting and stuff like that? Yep. My dad is a gun dealer. He's a licensed gun dealer, so we had a shooting bench in our backyard and... We, I'd wake up to people because he would just let people come use it whenever, you know? Uh-huh. So it'd be like, you know, I'm in high school. I'm probably hungover. And like 9 a.m., <laughs> I hear gunshots. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sleeping. Come on. Well, so you had slight of an, uh, a slightly L.A. experience with the gunshots waking you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. So he's, he still does that? Yeah, he still does that. Okay. So when you visit – or are they still in uh, West Virginia? Mm-hmm. My whole family's still there. Oh, okay. So I now have um, – a stepsister who's 16 and a stepmother. Oh. She's been in the family for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So she was so little. I've watched her grow up. Um, I have a younger sister. Uh, she's married. She has two stepkids of her own. And then my mom and my stepdad are still there. So it's just a, uh, a predominantly uh, female family. Yeah, it is. Okay. Right on. <laughs> my dad jokes about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it though, right? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's always that. That's always kind of a cool thing with the, the, the dad and his girls. You yeah. Know? No, yeah. it is. And he, he, same thing. My stepsister is, she, I think she's more tomboyish than my sister and oh. I ever were. She'll go hunting with him. Like I went hunting once and I'm like, this shit's boring. Mm. I'm not doing this again. Sitting in a tree for eight hours. Yeah. It's so boring. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I'm just... tired of rubbing deer pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> Okay, so you graduate high school, and uh, is your goal to you're oh, as you're doing this, you're playing um, bass, right? I play guitar. Guitar. Yeah, I so I'm my parents had me in piano lessons from the time I was five till I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to play piano, and then when I got in high school, my dad played guitar. Like he basically had like the guitar you have sitting over there, you know, just like a little a Epiphone guitar. or like something <laughs> like that, uh-huh. and then a little amp. So he taught me how to play some basic stuff, and I would just like look online and find like chord stuff and. Then I, you know, I went to like regular college after I graduated high school, just like a university for like general ed stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't really have any clue what I wanted to do. So I just took the basic, what you needed. I actually took geology over there. Uh, oh, it was okay. the first time I took geology. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like something was missing. Like I didn't really know where my life was going. I was still doing a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I decided that I wanted to maybe pursue playing guitar or music or something like that because it's something that really made me happy Mm -hmm. so I started playing I started taking lessons and then when I went over to take lessons I I had looked up a bunch of schools and it was either Berkeley which was like crazy nice and expensive and Mm -hmm. seemed really hard or Musicians Institute which was in Hollywood yeah so that's I was like looking at those two and I was like you know what if I'm gonna really do this I have to start taking lessons I have to get better because you have to send in like an audition tape it was Mm -hmm. really nerve-wracking and I go over to this guy that came highly recommended from a friend at a music store and I walk in and on the wall he had a Musicians Institute degree and I was like what that's like a sign maybe I Mm -hmm. should go there Uh, so I took lessons with him he was amazing David's in I still keep in touch with him um and then yeah it was like six months later i packed up my shit and i came out to la and you started at mi i did that's crazy because mi is a fucking really hard school it was i mean it was hard 
it was hard. You have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came from like, I didn't know shit when I went in there. I mm-hmm. learned everything I knew in the school. Some people came in with so much knowledge already and they were just like, I'm like, if you were just apply yourself a little bit more, dude, you could be like, you could make a lot of money doing this. Um, but they will take anybody with that'll pay. Right. You know? <laughs> true, true. But I, <laughs> they don't I, deny you. I know, I know my roommate, he, uh, he, he actually used to live in this room. But he started playing when he was eight or nine. Yeah. And he graduated uh, and then he went to college. And the whole time he was playing music, we had mm-hmm. a shitty band together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had like six or seven bands. He knew how to play really well. He could shred. And then when he went to MI, he was like studying. Like he was coming That's home, dope. practicing scales all day. So I knew. And he was just like, yeah, it's just different. And he was explaining to me. And to see him struggle with music, I'd never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. You know, they would give him something in like eighth grade graduation. He would have some sick solo and he'd be shredding. Oh, no that's problem. dope. But when he went to MI, he had a real hard time with the, I guess, the, just the lessons they had. That's good though. Yeah, yeah. no, because that meant he was like applying himself and mm. they were probably giving him like, it, the stuff they gave you, you could make it as hard as you kind of want, you mm. know? So he probably, they probably knew his talent level and were like giving him harder work, which is great. Oh, Because okay. he was putting in the work. They're like, oh, you're going to put in the work. Here you go. Here's some hard shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hardest part for me was like, I actually, when I went there, I'd never like played live in front of anybody except for like an open mic, maybe here and there, right, you know? Right. So that was the worst part for me was getting in front of people and playing like I would, and like they're your peers and they're much better than me. All of them were much better than me. Cause I was like base level, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest part, but I just fucking bit down and did it. And That's so awesome. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you shredded. That's cool. I wouldn't go that far. I <laughs> <laughs> I strum. <laughs> I strum. I'm a better rhythm player. Right on. So did you I, – uh, I really want to talk about the band. You used to be in an all-girls mm. band. Yes, yes. Give me the skinny. So for those out there who like movies, uh, Spinal Tap mm-hmm. was a mockumentary movie made about 80s hair metal bands. It was a joke band, right? And then when – you remember when the movie came mm. out, I guess people thought they were real bands, so then they actually started touring. It was uh, – what's his name? Michael – What's the oh, what's his real name? I'm gonna, George St. Hovens. That's I'm a, who I how I spell. Okay, I'm ashamed to say, but that's one of those movies I caught glimpses <gasps> of. I never no, watched. I you know, gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. But anyway, so tap this was the name of the band. It was like a pun. Obviously, we were all women doing Spinal Tap, tap covers. <laughs> and the best part about the band was because they're a joke band. That was the point was to be bad. So, like, it was actually kind of hard for us because we had been at MI and we had been training. I'm so talented. This is (laughs) No, not even. (laughs) Not even. But I'm just like, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself and look stupid on stage. But that was the whole fucking point. So, it was like, you mess up and you're just like, "Eh," you throw your hands up and Mm -hmm. joke about it and move on. Um, I had so much fun with those guys. Who, Um, Who came up with the name? Amy. My friend Amy. She was the, she was the creator of the band, um. Shit, what's it? I forget Amy's last name. Anyway, she just moved back to LA, so I see her all the time now. Well, oh. not all the time, but here and there. Um, the other girl was from Brazil. She played bass, and then our drummer was Paloma Estevez. Yes, her dad was Emilio. <gasps> is Emilio! Emilio! <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, never met him, but I met her mom. She was really awesome. She still plays. She's a very talented drummer. Um, Amy ended up moving to China. She actually just came back because of the coronavirus shit. Mm. And then... Or not Amy, sorry, uh, Paula. Paula, Amy's the one that just moved back here, and she is originally from Canada. So we're all kind of, we were all kind of from all over. So did you guys? So did you write music, uh, or did you? What was your? 
Did you just jam We out? just covered their stupid ass songs. Oh, okay. So their songs are dumb. And if you've seen, <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you'll see how dumb the songs are. Like they do a, sto- a song called Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, it's just terrible. It's like so... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not racist, but like they have little people come out and mm-hmm. like dance around the Stonehenge. Like it's so terrible. And like they do a song called Big Bottom where they all play bass. And we li- we did that. We all played bass on that song. We had to plug in. It was like such a crazy like change of music, like music, musical instruments on stage mm-hmm. because there were so many effects and stupid things that went with it. Mm-hmm. And Amy would play the mandolin solo when <laughs> we did Stonehenge <laughs> and Amy and I would dance around the Stonehenge. Oh, that's great. And we had capes, and then we would, like, we would put our heads down because they were capes, you know, in the beginning. And it's like, I forget. It's like, ding, ding, ding. It's, like, very ambient in the beginning. He's like, I don't know. We are Yes, back in the day, there were these creatures. It's, like, really stupid. And then when the song comes on, it's like, meow, and then you can jam out. So we would, like, throw our hoods off. It was so stupid. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) But it was a blast, if you can imagine. You guys did... uh, you said you did the House of Blues, yeah, right? Yeah, dude. Crazy, right? Yeah. I'm like, it was for a crazy little band, but yeah, we used to play the Viper Room a lot. Uh, oh, we played I the Rainbow, not the, the Rainbow Viper Room. room. Um, Whiskey Go Go? Is it the Rainbow Room? The Roxy next to it. Oh, yeah. It's great One of those. Too. I have that on DVD. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd really like to see that. I fucking. It's actually not bad. I, I, Yoshi and I, I was like, you want to see something funny? Let's, let's hang out one night and watch this and have drinks. And we started watching it, and I was like, well, fuck, dude. We were pretty good. Like- <laughs> Damn it. I'm getting the band back. To- Amy's back in town. Get it going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what was your, your highlight of that? What was your favorite venue to play? I think that, that my highlight was definitely the House of Blues the that House night Blues. we played. We played yeah. with a cover band called uh, White Zombie. They were House of Zombie cover yeah, band. Uh-huh. And the bass player was a friend I've of mine. i White Zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that was so cool. There were like 400 people in there. Yeah. And the, the fucking curtain came up, and I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of people here. That's awesome. With people feeling the music and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that some of them didn't quite get it, but, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been uh, – that was, like, the dream spot because we had a shitty band in, like, high school or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were always like, oh, one day we'll get to that. And they tore the fucking House of Blues down. I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I'm, it's kind of historic that I can say yeah, that I fucking played there. definitely. Can't especially believe the, I did that. Especially the Hollywood location. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have any – was it – like a wild band thing, like drug, sex, and rock and roll? What was it? <laughs> it was more like alcohol. Alcohol? Just alcohol at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I stopped doing drugs pretty much, like heart, heart-ish drugs, mm-hmm. I guess, when I when I moved to L.A. Like, that was the point, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when I did move here, I kind of did heavier drugs for a second. Not like anything like meth or anything, right, obviously, right. but <laughs> I wasn't a meth head. Um, so <laughs> then I decided, like, I needed to clean my shit up. Like, that's why I left that place, you know, back there, because all of my old friends did drugs and stuff. So I was just like, I need to stop doing that. So then it was just alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I quit smoking cigarettes. I used to smoke cigarettes growing up. So I smoked for like seven years. So I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes. And then that's about the same time we would drink a lot. One time we spit beer all over the crowd. I'll never forget that. <laughs> they were just like, what the fuck? We yeah. were so drunk. Yeah. I've been to shows where that's a thing and everyone's like like dancing in it. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. No, they were pissed. They were yeah. like, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> this one time, this one time I was at the uh, Old Town Pub in, in uh, Old Town Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little hole in the wall and bands play there. And there's this, this band from uh, London or something like that. Uh-huh. They're from the, the UK somewhere. And he's like, oh, man, you know, I get some cocaine. And I was like, sure. So I sold him drugs. <laughs> <laughs> younger days, younger days. And then uh, nobody was there to see them. You know, so it's, yeah. it's like me, a couple people. And then, the, and then they start jamming out. 
And he spit beer on me. But it was like nobody in the crowd. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> About to drag his ass off stage. That's like, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what that was like. And maybe if you're in the punk, you know, they like spitting on each other and shit like yeah. that. I'm like, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. So this is around the time. or Actually, uh, quitting smoking, was that hard for you? Yeah, it was very hard. Mm. I smoked for seven years. I smoked a pack, two packs a day. If I drank, I would smoke two packs on a fucking day. Right. Um, I started out smoking Marlboro Reds. Mm, classy. <laughs> <laughs> the cowboy killer. Intimidating. And then I went to lights, obviously. Uh, well, you know, I think I started smoking Marlboro Reds because my parents didn't smoke. Um, but my friend's parents smoked, and we would steal the cigarette butts out of the fucking ashtray. And yeah. they, he smoked Marlboro Reds. That's so then, hilarious. You know? Um, Got a taste for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. And then, um, let's see. So then... Wait, what was I talking about? I quit smoking? Just quit to say, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I quit smoking <laughs> when I was, I think I was 21. And that t- that'll tell you how long I, when I started smoking, which is pretty fucking bad. Um, and then I had to stop drinking because I realized I stopped smoking weed, too, for a really long time. Because I was just like, it's probably like two years that I really tried to stop. Because every time I did that, I knew I would want a cigarette. And you have to break that habit. That was right. the hardest part was actually breaking the physical habit. Like every time I got in my car, every time I got on the phone, you know, you go to the bathroom, and smoke cigarette. Coffee, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You just get in this like habit of everything. So once I broke that and I used the patches to help me quit. Once I broke that, I was, I was good to go. And then. So it was pretty, pretty uh, rough go then if you're doing the patches and stuff like that. Oh yeah, dude. I, I had withdrawals real bad. I got oh, really? real. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah. I was like, I was nasty mm. and that helped with that part. So, yeah. Yeah, that's like the only thing I didn't get withdrawals from is cigarettes. Really? I just stopped, but I would get pissed off just because, you know, like you said, all my friends would get up, we could have a cup of coffee, and we smoke. Like, yeah. Or if you're working, it's like, I'm going to take a smoke break. What am I going to do at work now? I don't yeah, have a exactly. Smoke break. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have to work the whole time? Yeah, fuck this. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so so you haven't smoked since? Uh, I am a, an occasional smoker, yeah, but yeah. It, it took a, like a long time before I could even get to that point because right. I knew that if I smoked a cigarette, I would just go right back to smoking a right. pack a day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't start doing that until maybe a couple years ago mm-hmm. where I was like, well, I'm just having a drinks. social situation or someone yeah, comes into town. Exactly. Yeah. I'm having a drink shit. or whatever. I had a really fucking stressful day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll just have a cigarette and I'm still like, even as a fighter, like I don't care. Yeah, Usually when I walk out the ring, there, the first yeah. thing I do is go smoke my victory cigarette. Like, right. That's I've earned it. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as I don't smoke a pack a day, I, yeah. think I'll be fine. You can indulge and dabble. Exactly. That it wouldn't indulge. Okay, so uh, at this point, uh, when you're with the band, do you mm-hmm. start to train or is it when you yes. quit the band? No, it's or, with sorry. the band. Okay. So maybe the last, I think we did the band for two years and I think it was that last year is when I found MMA or Muay Thai because I was drinking so much mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, I got chubby. I was like, I'm starting to get real chubby Ooh, with this Fresh and 15, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, let me see. I, one of my guy friends, because I hung out with a bunch of metalhead guitar players, mm-hmm. he always, we would always watch UFC on the weekends or whatever. And he would always talk about Muay Thai, Muay Thai, Muay Thai. And I was like, this Muay Thai sounds interesting. Let me look this up. Mm-hmm. So I look it up and I like Google it, Wikipedia it and whatnot, find out about it, see what it all is all about. And then I'm like, let me see if there's like a place. And I like yelped it. So that's when I found like the first class that I ever went to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you never had... Any interest in martial arts before that, or had you seen any like kind of experiences? I did, but I never could pursue it as a child because we really didn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a very small town, and like if my parents, if I wanted to do, have done it, I wanted to do karate. That was the thing. So I right. saw. So this is my story. You grew up on the original Karate Kid, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I 
Actually, someone bought me the second one with Hilary Swank oh, when I was a kid. Oh, the next Karate Kid. The next Karate <laughs> yeah, Kid. It's a great movie. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Yeah, and I, movie. <laughs> as a kid, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be Hilary Swank. But mm, like, who didn't? <laughs> I know, right? So my parents were like, "Dude, we would have to take you like an hour both ways right. to to this thing. Like, you would have to commit." And like, I just was like, "I don't, I don't know. I've done it. You know, I was really nervous, so I just never did it. But I've always, I always had that interest, always." Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was like, you know what, maybe I'll give it a shot and see what it is. What's mm-hmm. the, what's this Muay Thai about? And I really loved it, which I kind of knew that I would, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your mom was, wasn't surprised. Yep, she <laughs> yeah. She wasn't surprised when I wanted to punch people in the face. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> it runs in the blood. <laughs> so we'll get to the, the, the acting and stuff like that, but that all mm-hmm. sort of stemmed from the, the Muay Thai. Yeah. Right? So, did. so you start, um, training at the yard. What's it like? So you train at the yard. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell us about oh. that. Let's tell us, uh, highlight the gym a little bit. Okay. So I train at the yard. I would say the yard, um, the, it's like a no frills style gym. Frills? No frills. Yeah. So like, um, no bullshit. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's not a lot of ego really either. We're all there to help each other out. Mm-hmm. There's a good community. Um, it's an open gym style, so it's it's a little different than like your class based. It's it reminds me more of like an old boxing it's gym. It's a boxing gym style. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you just go in, and there's always a trainer there to kind of guide you mm-hmm. through the workout. Um, that's that's kind of what I loved about it too in the beginning, and I really love it now because I make my schedule like I can go in whenever and know that you know Mark Sarah Yoshi's there to help out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's it's. So they always have a trainer on staff, like working front desk kind yeah. of thing, and then well, no, no front desk. Um, just someone working the whole thing. Okay, so thing. say it's my first day. I've never trained before. I walk into the yard. What what goes down? How do, oh. how to walk me through that? Okay, so whoever's there, Mark or Yoshi, they'll mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, they'll introduce themselves. You put your bag down. Um, they'll show you where the jump ropes are and kind of give you a rundown. Like, here's the timer. You know, break it down. We train three minutes. You know, on the minute you rest. So they'll have you do um three rounds of jump rope on your own. Then we usually have you go do cardio next. So Mark will go over at or Yoshi and run with you or run you through the cardio. So like Mark will be standing there and say, start jogging. And then he's like, okay, four sprints. All right, now 10 burpees. And he'll just do that for like 15, 20 minutes ish. And then, then you wrap up. Then we do three rounds of shadow boxing minimum. And then he'll have you work the bag, like, especially if it's your first day, like he'll just, he'll show you that your stance and he has to show you all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he'll stand there with you, break everything down. This is your jab. This is your cross. This is how you throw a kick, stuff like that. And then he'll take you to the bag room so that you can practice everything he just showed you. Um, and then maybe on your first day, he would have you do drills with somebody really easily, but probably not on the first day. He'd probably just have you do pads mm-hmm. and like kind of sh- like sharpen up a little bit of what he showed you how to do. Um, and then abs and then you go home. Okay. And then, so what about you? Someone, a seasoned fighter, what's your routine or what's your day? Like a typical day at the yard for you? It's exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit more higher. It's pace, a little more level. intense. Right, yeah. Right. So I do my cardio first and like, say right now I just started fight camp. So like Mark will come run me and it's just like, it's, I call it the Kimuro special. It's just terrible. Like I'm like <laughs> shaking when I'm done. I want to vomit, you know, mm-hmm. it's usually like, uh, it's usually longer for me because I fight five rounds. So we, we try and mimic that five round fight in the cardio. Mm-hmm. And then I go into sparring and all that other fun shit when okay. I'm already tired. And then aside from that, you're also at, is it muscle farm? Yeah. Yeah. Or? I train with uh Taylor Ramsdale at muscle farm. Okay. Where's so. that at? It's in Burbank. Okay. It's at their headquarters. Um, 
And I actually knew Taylor from a long time ago because the first uh, class-based Muay Thai place that I went to, his wife was the co-owner with uh, Roxy. Okay. Uh-huh. So I knew Maria a long time ago, and I was like, oh, I know you. When I started going over there, Joe was teaching kickboxing over there, mm-hmm. um, and he invited me to come over. So I met – I was like, oh, Taylor, I know you. I know your wife. Hi, nice to meet you. And then I saw he was training fighters and such, and I asked – I inquired, and he was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So it's been like – really nice game changer like switch it up oh yeah definitely. yeah to get out like, even just to get away from the gym even though you love it just to yeah yeah i mean it's been a decade you know mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you want to do other things that supplement what you're already doing but mm-hmm. you're not doing the same like mundane you have to ref you have to constantly refine your love for the sport yeah, absolutely. You- uh-huh. yeah especially when you're training for fights all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some people too like i know uh well, I know some jujitsu guys and stuff like that that I train with, and they'll be like, oh, I just like it because there's only so much you could learn in uh, Muay Thai or boxing. I'm not saying anything bad about them, but yeah. they're just like, there's only so much you could learn. I'm like, not really. There's oh, like no. intra- incremental things, and there's you know timing and different stuff that – You can you, never stop learning. You can never stop learning. It, That's it may, what I love it about it. It might seem like it, or you know, just because just someone has a hard punch doesn't mean they really know the sport or know the ins and outs of it too. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a thing. I always tell people, like, you never stop learning. It's no. just a matter of – finding the passion to keep going yeah yeah well that's that's what that's literally what i love about it because i was like i could be 80 years old and still have something that i want to be working on there's always a new punch a new angle and yeah or like you you've really been focusing on like your your punches and then your kicks kind of fall by then you're like well shit did i forget how to kick and then you have to you know fix little weird things that you've started doing because you weren't practicing you know Mm mm-hmm so that's yeah. And then sometimes you go out. I know you've come to boxing works and stopped by mm-hmm. and got some sparring. Yeah. Do you um, do your outside sparring or is it mostly? I try. Mm-hmm. It's hard to it's find hard. people. Great. Um. Yeah. But I I do like to do that. <clears throat> I go to Fight Academy sometimes on a Saturday. Oh, okay. Sometimes I can get good sparring over there. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, boxing works. I've I've been there a few times. I haven't been there in a while. I need to go see the new the location. New location's yeah. Great. Yeah. Actually, I should hit them up. Mm-hmm. But now I'm a little bit bigger than Janet, so we don't really spar anymore. Right. right yeah. <laughs> we used to be the same size, and now we're not. Um. So we just she go gets have dinner every year. I think. I, I know. <laughs> I'm like, like the older uh, she gets, the smaller, the smaller she, she gets. gets. I'm like, damn it, dude. Yeah, so it's Japanese jeans. She stays tiny. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Long. So now we just go have dinner. I'm like, let's just meet up and have dinner. <laughs> um. But Jackie, maybe I could spar with Jackie. Right. I haven't sparred with Jackie in so long. Mm-hmm. She's such a baby. Yeah. She's a little baby. She's got, she's, well, now she's been, you know, doing strength and conditioning, so yeah. she's getting that grown woman's strength. I know. Like, she's I, grown up so fast. I know. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, I actually need to do that. Maybe I'll hit up Jackie and see if she wants to get some sparring before my next fight. Right on. Yeah. Um, so you have something coming up, too, in the books, right? I do. I haven't, I can't officially announce it until okay. everything comes out next mm-hmm. next week. Um, but yeah, April 11th. It's in LA. Okay, so. great. So we're looking forward to that announcement. And I'll definitely say something on the podcast to cool. make sure we, we got your support and stuff like that. Thanks. Um, okay, so that's a normal – normally do you do – the do you go to the yard first, uh, muscle farm after? How does it work? Uh, so right now I actually go to Stride in Pasadena. It's mm-hmm. a running gym. I know it sounds okay. stupid. Yeah, it's a running gym. Um, but it's like running classes, right? And it I love it. It motivates the shit out of me because I fucking hate running. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to lean out and I'm doing fasted running. So – I'm like, dude, I have to wake – I just wake up at 6 naturally anyway. And like – but if I know that I've paid for it for the month, I will go, you uh-huh. know? So mm-hmm. I go over there from 7 to 8 and I run. I usually do like 4 to 5 miles anywhere. And then I go home and eat real quick. And then I usually go to the yard for about an hour or two. It just depends on how busy my schedule is that day um, and do everything that we talked about. And then on Wednesdays is the day I have strength and conditioning with Taylor. Okay. So uh, – and then – also Wednesday. Wednesday is my 
my big training day because I do running, the yard, hurry up, go train with Taylor. And then in the evening, I do clinch as well with right. Yoshi. Yeah, so. so, yeah, we're finding a trend. And a lot of people, you know, it's the, they try to find the secret to do things or see it's just, you know, how many hours is that you just said? I usually that's put, I, I put in 15 hours a week usually. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. You know, just to, yeah, it's insane. The yep. amount, there's no secret to it. It's like no. work, work fucking hard. Lots of, <laughs> lots of fucking time. <laughs> yeah. So the, what's, walk me through a little bit more of stride. I've never heard of this. Stride, this yeah. Stride, uh, running class. I love them. Um, so they sponsor me for a few of my fights too. Oh, and great. So Leanne actually is a training partner of mine. She trains at the yard and mm -hmm. she actually has been working there since they opened. She was, she was their program director and they sold it and now it's going to be a franchise, which is kind of cool. Oh, wow. Um, so basically the way that it works is. I kind of do my own thing because I'm I'm purely there to like lean out, mm -hmm. but they do a lot of interval runs. So it's like there's the stride class where it's just like interval runs. So it's like, okay, and they have a card that tells you like your level one should be between this and this. It's like your recovery pace. Your level two should be – it's your endurance pace. It should be between these numbers on the treadmill. And then your level three is your race pace between these and then your sprint pace between this. So it gives you like a guideline. So it's going over like the full spectrum of like yeah, cardiovascular. Exactly. Oh, okay, they totally like they'll mm -hmm. crush you and then you it's like it's good for recovery. Mm -hmm. Like it's really good for that. And sometimes I'll I'll go with them and just like like crush myself, but mm -hmm. mostly I just go and like I have like a set, you know, speed that I'll go between like and I kind of stay there. Mm -hmm. I'll follow the guideline and then they also have another class where it's like um a combo class. So you jump off and do like weights and stuff and oh, then you jump great. on. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I actually kind of want to try that. You just try it. Your first time's free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I uh, for a while, um, when I was going to Boxing Works, I got, um, I kind of got injured and I was a little heavy. Yeah. So I didn't want to drive all the way to Torrance to work out. So yeah. I was just going to free trials around here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh, I do the same shit. Yeah, so I was doing like hot yoga. I did the soul cycle, did the spin classes. I did, um, all kinds of shit. I was just, but every day I would go to a new gym. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's That's like, kind uh, of fun though. But I would love to try stride because I fucking hate running. I know. You should try it. I feel like you might end up liking it more if you go there. Yeah. If it's someone's there to help me, like like you said, leaning out, that's the only thing I'm really focused on right now. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have to try it. Uh, yeah. Oh, and they have like a fucking really crazy loud, good playlist. It's okay. so loud. You can't even hear yourself think kind of. Mm -hmm. They offer earplugs if you don't like that, but I like it. I don't want to hear myself think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So if I uh, name drop, will they they'll, they'll give me a little, Oh yeah, yeah, uh, tell them you know me. Tell them you know me. They're like Natalie Morgan the fighter. Natalie oh, yeah. sent me Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> so, okay, great. So you got something coming up. Yes. Uh let's talk about the MMA. Okay. If yeah. you would be so kind. Oh yeah, so <laughs> I, I I mentioned to you earlier. Um so I will not be doing MMA anymore. I decided mm -hmm. that it is not for me. I gave it a good try, which is what I wanted to do. Right. I didn't want to not, I didn't want to like retire from Muay Thai and say that I never tried it, you know, cause mm -hmm. why not? Um, the first fight that I got kind of fell on my lap and it was a good fight for me because we had already fought in Muay Thai. So I knew that I could beat her. Um, the second fight was a terrible fight for me, but I had signed up for a tournament that I didn't really understand. I didn't really know I signed up for. <laughs> so I took the fight anyway, even though I knew I shouldn't have. And she was a straight collegiate wrestler and mm. yeah, I got TKO'd in like under two minutes or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't like hurt or anything, but I just, you know, the whole year I was just really like forcing myself to do this thing and really give, I wanted to give it like a hundred percent and really right. try it. 
but I was fucking miserable. I was miserable all like like all year, and like every time I had to go train, I would just be like, "God damn it! I don't really want to go. This sucks. I just want to go to the yard." Yeah. <laughs> so finally, after um after trying to force myself to like something, I just decided that I am too old and I should know better. Mm-hmm. So I just want to finish out my Muay Thai career doing what I like. No, what I love. What do you love? <laughs> yeah, no, you gave it a try though. I mean, I think a lot of people. They want to do it, and then they start to train, and they don't like being sort of back at ground zero, so they just give up right away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you actually went through and fought a few times and decided it's not your thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Right. I don't know if I ever really got better on the ground, but whatever. So what would you do as far as <laughs> ground training goes? I literally work defense constantly. So mm-hmm. I would just work from the bottom all the time mm-hmm. and trying to get back up. Right. That's all I did because mm-hmm. that's like, you know, for – a a seasoned striker like that's what everybody's going to try and do anyway so that's all we did right so i always just felt very crushed and demoralized when i left yeah yeah that's it's hard where did you where did you go train is um, this something you want to talk about muscle farm yeah oh they did it yeah there. yeah so i was training with okay. jason manley over there okay yeah it was, it was a good group of people yeah it was a great group of people i actually missed the girls i had um training partners that were female i love them i miss mm. them i miss you guys <laughs> well i mean uh for me i i just doing MMA for a couple of years and mm-hmm. uh, I had a good group of friends and we, we all trained together. We hung out together, stuff like yeah. that. And then when that coach left, that group kind of fell apart oh. and I started going to different gyms and it was a lot of uh, douchebags and yeah. guys swinging their dicks around just yep. trying to choke me out because I was the Muay Thai guy Fun. or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I just was like, fuck this. And I went right up here. There's a really respected gym. And the first thing they did was just tap me, tap me. And I was like, the guy's like, so how'd you like a class? I was like, honestly, I didn't really like it. And he was like, <laughs> Well, he was kind of stunned, you know? Oh, I was just like, well, at least you were honest. Uh, yeah, I was like, dude, I, w- I was like, I wish you would have taught me something instead of just fucking strangled me for yeah. an hour. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. So it's, well, that's good. At least you had a good group of people. Yeah. You had a good experience. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, it, that is one thing, come to speak of it, the culture that is kind of surrounded in MMA, I don't find it as welcoming mm-hmm. and fun mm-hmm. as or even like spiritual as Muay Thai, like it's a beautiful sport. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I remember when I met Janet, I remember the first time we fought, like she was behind me. This is the cutest shit ever. (laughs) She was behind me and I could feel her fucking smile in the back of my head. I could feel her smiling and I turned around and smile back. And she was like, are you Natalie? I was like, I'm Natalie. Are you Janet? She's like, I'm Janet. So nice to meet you. And like, you know, it's just like, it's really nice. Like we beat the shit out of each other and then we're friends, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just a mutual respect. And like, even the fight, like you seal the ring and you mm-hmm. know, some people do the white crew. I get really nervous. I don't do it, but just the, those aspects of it. And like the Mon call, there's just so much like culture behind it. And with MMA, I just felt like, especially when that second fight, because that girl was such a, not a nice person, mm-hmm. um, to me anyway, I mean, she seems like a great person, don't get me wrong, but she was just like, you know, mm-hmm. she was very nasty and like, she wouldn't even touch gloves with me. Right. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, like, I just wanted to beat her ass so bad because of that. Like, the, why are you being so rude? Uh-huh. Um, there's just a lot of that. Right. I don't like that. Yeah, and it's it's uh you know that's what's cool about Muay Thai is thousands of years old, so there's so much tradition, there's so yeah. much like sort of respect for it, and it's it's legit a sport. I think MMA is pretty new and it's it's pretty Americanized. And it is. I love America, but yeah, we have a tendency to <laughs> to, to to fuck things up. Yeah, yeah. you know. So we, I think we we it's a little bit lost, and you could feel that energy if you go into MMA vibe. The people mm-hmm. that come in are like, yeah, I want to. It's like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, but, you know, like we're teammates first of all. Like yeah, and everyone's trying to take a head off, and it's kind of you know I, I'm at to actually just uh, started doing grappling again mm-hmm. and it's going really well I, and i'm getting a little older so i figured it might be like a good retirement kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah for sure 
I don't know, but um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely weird. Like I did boxing for a little bit, yeah, and the guy before I fought, he was dogging the shit out of me, and I was like, okay, like that's fine, <laughs> you know. And then after the fight, I walk up to him, he's still dogging me, and I was like, hey, what's up, man? Good fight. And then he was like, oh, oh, hey. yeah, <laughs> I can be nice now. I yeah, can be nice. I was like, really? Yeah, we already fought, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, over. It's cool. It's yeah, done. So. Yeah. And so no more. You're done with that. Yeah. But it was a good. Uh, it was a good experience. Yeah, I learned a lot day. about myself. Right. Learned a lot about what I want and everything so it was good mm-hmm. and it it's good. good that you have the mental um toughness to stick through it for a while because yeah. like i said a lot of people they get beat down they get turned down like fuck this i don't want to start something new and they just leave but yeah it just wasn't your thing yeah it just wasn't my thing mm-hmm. no right on so i'm sure uh mark kimura your coach is super happy about that right yeah i think he was yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's enough of that <laughs> he was so, always worried i was gonna get fucking hurt he right. was so scared about that and i did get hurt like in training more in one year than mm-hmm. i have my entire career in muay thai just like arm snapping and right. you know stupid shit mm-hmm. yeah hmm. so uh let's talk about uh the married life ah yes and how that coincides with sort of the training because you know we hear a lot from um uh guy fighters and sort of their wives and i'm interested to know about how your relationship works yeah it's a little backwards um <laughs> <laughs> wait yeah i saw you just had um cynthia aragon yes right? yes yeah, and she's uh you know she's the wife of josh aragon and their dynamic is very it's not uh I don't want to say typical because that'd, mm-hmm. that'd be undermining. But, you know, she's the support system. Yeah. He does the fighting. She holds everything together. So I was kind of curious if... I mean, it kind of sounds like me and Dustin. <laughs> He's my support system. He's like my number one fan. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when we met, we, I was already fighting. So that was a plus. Like, it wasn't right. like I transitioned into this new life. Um, I was already fighting. So he knew kind of what I was wanting from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he realized in the beginning how far I was going to take it. Um, right. Like, I want to go pro. And, like, you know, I told him when we were together in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to get that green belt, you know. But I, I don't know if he took me seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have that green belt. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely my support system. Um, he, it, you know, it's, there have been many fights. Many fights, as per usual, with typical, I mean, any healthy relationship you fight anyway, right? Mm-hmm. You have to. Um, otherwise you just be yesing. Otherwise you fight about not fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's like, it was a, it's an adjustment, man, because like I do have a very regimented schedule Mm -hmm. and like eating habits and stuff like that, especially when I'm training for a fight and, um, yeah, a lot. And I'm, I'm a little bit more introverted than he is too. So I like to stay home when I, and especially when I am training all the time and like, I'm so busy and on the go, I'm just like, I just want to stay home today. I don't want to go to this fucking party. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a sort of a social butterfly. He's a he's social butterfly. invited to places. Dude, and, he yeah. loves people. He's, mm-hmm. and he's good at that. I think we're like a perfect example of opposites attract mm-hmm. and like balance each other out perfectly. Um, cause I really, there's nobody else. I don't think that could handle me and vice versa. <laughs> Woo, girl. I'm crazy. Um, in my own way, I'm not crazy like most women, but, <laughs> but you know, um, so yeah, no, he's very supportive. It, um, and over the years I've tried to be a little bit more lenient with the way that I am too. Like I'll try and go out a little more to these important events and mm-hmm. stuff with him and. Um, but I would just, you know, I, I'll just chew a lot of gum and not drink or eat any of the food. Uh, yeah. Does, um, uh, how does it work as far as, um, I'm always just curious is, mm-hmm. uh, dieting, does he diet with you? Does he sort of eat similar things? Does he, you know? So 
we are both gluten free. Okay. I am also dairy free because I have a lot of food sensitivities. I have a that's a big I, one. For I have a, a fucked up stomach. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Tell you, I hear you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, I actually just took the test and like got back all these like fourteen different fucking things that I didn't even know about on top of gluten and dairy. I was the like food sensitivity food test? sensitivity mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, well, it makes sense because I always have issues, you know, mm-hmm. and but I eat super healthy. Um, but okay, back to the point. So we're both gluten free, which is that's a huge helper. So we we don't have that in the house, which is nice. Um, but he, he just started following a healthier diet. Um, he started going like no red meat most of the time and stuff, but this is part, this is actually because of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he, excuse me, he turned 40 this year. So that he was having some issues with some things. So he had to like change. Um, so that's really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, not as much, but it's pretty easy for me to just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't bother me. Like, and also at the same time, like, yeah, I want you to support me, but I don't need you to change your habits like fully in order to support me. Like, I don't want you oh, to change see, that's your really, life. That's really cool because uh, a lot of times it's, it's, I need you to fucking to do exactly what I'm doing. Oh, was, you know, so that's no. good on your part. No, <laughs> no, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes uh, like, okay, say, so how's the drinking work? Does he, he drinks more than me. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. And I'm honestly, I'm not much of a drinker to begin with. So mm-hmm. I, I drink here and there, like on special occasions or like after fights, but I don't really drink that much. I'm more of a smoker. So <laughs> he seems like a responsible drinker though. Like he doesn't come home all sloppy. And No, no. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I kind of was, was me. Cause I, I'll say this about um, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met him one time. Yeah. Uh, it was at a fight and I hadn't fought in a couple of years and he came back and people were asking, I forget, I think it was the promoter was asking me to do something and mm-hmm. I was kind of stressing out. I'm like, I haven't fucking fought. I'm trying to get my head right. Oh, and no. Dustin came up to me. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll take care. Such a fucking nice guy. I was like, this guy is fucking, you know. Like he's a, a nice dude. Yeah, he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you know, this angel has come over and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and guided me through this evening. And then I found out afterwards that that was your husband. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was my impression of him. You oh, know, it good. It was like a brief impression, but I was like, what a nice fucking guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he was super supportive of um of what we were, he knew, like, yeah. you know, they're fighting, like, fuck leave off, him alone, leave him yeah. alone, and so I was like, oh, that's probably, he probably gets it, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, he, he understands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so funny you say that, because I always joke, and I'm like, if somebody doesn't like my husband, there's definitely something wrong with that fucking person. Yeah. Because right. he is such a nice guy, okay. mm-hmm. and yeah, I love him. He gets on my nerves sometimes. He's my husband, that yeah. happens, <laughs> but he's a good person. Right. And like, that's the number one thing that matters, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always, I always try to ask people, like, what was your first impression of me, because Generally, I'm not like like him. He just came and was boom, boom, boom. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Social butterfly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's cool. Um, and as far as – does he train? He does train. I thought I've seen him on a few of the videos training and yeah. stuff like that. The yeah, he does. Um, he trains recreationally now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning when he first started, he started because I gave him my card. I met him at the restaurant next door. To the, that a girl. Yeah, right? I gave him a card. I'm like, here you go. Uh, so he started coming in, and uh, we didn't even start dating till like maybe three months or so later. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so he really went down the rabbit hole. You know, when you first start Muay Thai, you're like, this is awesome. And you like go crazy. (laughs) He was that guy too. So um, when we both started, you know, we were, when we were both over at the yard full time with Mark and Joe, he got interested in doing some smokers at Flores. Mm -hmm. Remember the smokers? Uh So he did two smokers over at Flores. He beat the shit out of the guy both times. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, you know, all right, cool. I'm good. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And well, actually too, we were in fight camp at the same time. Oh, that's that was a fucking nightmare. Oh, I was okay, like, we yeah, can never stressful. do this again. Yeah. Uh-huh, absolutely. <laughs> we were both nasty and like hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then you're also worried about the other person, and you don't maybe perform as well because yeah, of that too. And it's yeah. Just, yeah, it's yeah, it's a nightmare. I've seen a couple couple times where that's happened. And it's it's never good. <laughs> no, I think it's impressive though. People that are like 
in that world together. Mm-hmm. Like Carrie Melendez and Gilbert Melendez, for example, they mm-hmm. seem to do really well. I think it's fantastic. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't think I could do it uh-uh. either. It takes special kind. Of, yeah. Even like brothers too, like uh, Sergio Pettis and Anthony Pettis. Yeah. The same. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I could I never know. do that. I'd be more worried about him than yeah. your adrenaline goes up and then by the time you go like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I actually wanted to go back to the food sensitivity mm. test because mm-hmm. I actually have one. I wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. So uh, how does that go about? You, sp- you spit in something? Is well, like the one I did was a blood test. So they give you okay. a little finger prick thing, uh-huh. and you just prick your finger, and then you squirt it down on the little dots, like four dots, mm-hmm. cover it up, send it back, and then they it's like a week or so, and they send you back your results. It's did you easy. Did you feel a lot better when you cut out the – did you cut out yes. everything that they gave you? Yes, back? yes. It, it says like you have a mild allergic reaction to these foods, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so my higher – which is really funny. So my doctor guessed that I was allergic to eggs mm-hmm. about a year ago. So, crazy. so I cut them uh-huh. out, right? Mm-hmm. It was on the list. Number one. I was like, really? Holy shit. Even higher than gluten. I was like, wow. Um, and then like random shit, but stuff that I was eating every day. So I was like, oh, wow. I never had any idea. And now that I've taken all these, it was like almonds, tuna, chicken, oh, random wow. shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I love tuna. I kind of hate chicken and I'm glad, but I love tuna <laughs> and almonds. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to take it out. So now anytime that I even have like a small bite of these things, I, you know, my stomach gets a little crazy and I'm like, mm-hmm. holy crap. I never realized how much it was affecting me. Cause you have that spider sense as a fighter. Oh yeah. Something's off. That's yeah. We mm-hmm. were saying earlier, like that's, it's awesome. And well, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. When you have a body awareness that's very high because you have to, uh, when you're fighting and you know, becoming an athlete and everything, you have to, you have to know what's going on with your body and you can tell everything like something's off what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so when you just, I'm just really curious about this. If, say if you eat tuna, do you feel sluggish or is it just like upset your stomach? It upsets my stomach. It doesn't upset my stomach. I'm just going to say gassy. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to like. <laughs> yeah, we'll right. just go. We'll just okay. say that. All right. Yeah, because I know um, for me, like I know if I eat too much of like gluten or something like that, mm-hmm. then I get really slow. Yeah. I just can't think either. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I, my brain got fatter. <laughs> like, not in a good way. I don't know about, well, if I eat gluten, I throw up. I will throw up. Okay. I, that's the one that really, I don't know why that one in particular, but like it even, it came lower on like my list than eggs, but like I eat eggs, I'm okay. So yeah, it's just weird. I, and I get sick. Because it gives you a scale, right? Like uh, mild sensitivity and yeah, like, it's high, like sensi- high. Okay. And that one was, that was like medium, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's still like every time I've ever tried in eight years, I cut it out eight years ago mm-hmm. when I first started Muay Thai as a choice. Um, and I felt so much better. I used to get migraines and all these things that I didn't know. And I'm like, I guarantee it. It was had to do with that. Yeah. 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 It's crazy too. Uh, when you get older, some things that you could shrug off when you're younger, like when you get older, yeah. it's fucking like a gunshot. Wound. Oh God. <laughs> I know. Right. So pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I had a great question in my head. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. So that's interesting to know. I was just yeah. really curious. I'm going to do it. Um, so hopefully cool. it can help you, but did it help manage weight and stuff like that too? Um, I just did it like a month ago, so we'll see. Okay. I mean, my weight's been going down mm-hmm. recently, so I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get my walk around weight a little lower so I don't have to cut weight. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then if you do that, then you start wanting to fight lighter. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you get, yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm like, no, I can fight at 120. Let's exactly. go. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to ask you about, da, 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 da. damn it, I don't want to lose that question. Well, it's lost. Oh, diet. So, like, what's it? Yeah, what's your regular? Do you have a sort of a, a guaranteed breakfast, a guaranteed lunch, guaranteed dinner? Do you switch it up? I try and prep? switch it up a little bit. Um, breakfast, cook? yeah, I cook everything. Okay, great. Yeah, I hate meal prep. No offense to all those meal prep people out there. Um, I like to make my own food. Mm-hmm. So usually breakfast consists of like 
turkey bacon. And I try and have a leafy green at every every meal. So I have like uh, like grill up some arugula or some spinach or whatever, and then like a half an apple. Um, that's pretty much it. Maybe a little bit of pistachios. Okay. Uh, lunch I usually Seems do. Like a very Greek, like breakfast. It's a very <laughs> like interesting H-O, breakfast. Like Roman, I know, yeah. I know. Well, I can't have eggs anymore, so I've had to get creative. Yeah. Um, and then lunch usually consists of like maybe some like ground turkey with like vegetables, scramble type situation, like in the skillet. Uh, with also another half of a fruit. Um, I usually snacks consist of like nuts, maybe turkey jerky, um, carrots and hummus type thing. And then dinner is like the same thing. I bet I try and maybe do a fish or like something like that. Do you make your own hummus or do you buy it? I buy the hummus. Where do you buy the hummus at? I usually do the Trader Joe's. Is it the organic original? Okay. I like that one a lot. I'm always trying to find a good hummus. <laughs> that one's a, that one's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for like health-wise, So too, you're like, kind of on a keto almost diet. Sort of. Sort of? Yeah, sort of. I don't do like the high-fat thing, though. Okay. It's my, my ratios are pretty even across the board. Like, I think it's like 35, 35, 35 situation okay. of like fat, protein, carb type thing. Okay. Right now, it's a little askew because I'm trying to cut back on protein so I can lean out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the carbs are actually higher which is probably good for energy levels, and I cut my food intake back way back. Okay, so they put you lower protein, higher carbs. Yeah. And that's going to give you the – who did – is this a assistant? Uh, I, well, I do have a nutritionist that I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually had me – she scared the shit out of me. Well, uh, She had me trying to eat more this year because I have developed bad habits from fighting. Cutting. Not all. eating enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this entire year we've been eating more and like um, – but I've noticed I was doing protein smoothies and stuff and like my legs just like they get really big and like buff and I'm like, damn it, I look like a dude. So I'm trying to <laughs> So over the holiday and like my husband had his birthday in January, I was drinking a little bit and I weighed myself when I got back. Mark made me weigh myself and I was like, I have never been this heavy in my life. Even though I don't look bad, obviously, but I mean I look fit. Obviously I look great. I don't I mean I don't look <laughs> great, but you saying. know what I mean. Yeah, I, get what you're saying. I don't look like a fat ass. Uh, <laughs> So, um, I like, I was like, okay, I have to cut all this back. And she was like, well, I'm glad that this happened because she's been having me eat more the entire year. So now when I've cut the food and take back, I'm actually losing weight. So it's like, it's really worked. So like what she made me do, even though it scared the shit out of me right. is like working perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping I got two more months, um, basically like seven weeks before this fight. And I'm just going to keep with what I'm doing right now. Like I lowered my food intake and lowered the protein, um, and I actually, I think I told you I'm doing the, I'm doing the juicing cleanse mm-hmm. every Sunday just to kind of give my body a reset and it seems to be working. So fasted running seems to be working. Hopefully. Uh, uh sorry for the lemon, uh, fasted running is just, you don't eat before. Yeah. So before. I usually do intermittent fasting. So I'll eat my dinner at five and then I go run at 7 AM mm-hmm. without eating or anything. And then I just eat when I get back. So then it's like an intermittent fasted run. Seems to work. That's like the old school boxing sort of yeah. old work regimen too, yep. right? Everyone like uh, gets up at four or whatever it is, and they go mm-hmm. run, and then they come back and they yeah, eat breakfast. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of the stuff too that the old school people used to do, and then they had that the wave of that's all wrong, and yeah. now they're bringing a lot of the old school stuff back. So. I mean, I yeah, and I think you know, I think they're both both good. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just have to find a balance in your own life, find what works for you. Mm-hmm. I just call them, I laugh because I'm like a big science project. I say all the time, my oh, body yeah. is a science project. Did you ever notice any from cutting weight and, you know, how long have you been training for? Or how long have you been fighting for? Uh, I've been, okay, so 10 years will be August. Uh-huh. Training, nine years-ish. So it's been eight and a half years okay, fighting. So in all this time, you know, you're cutting weight, you're, you're dieting. Have you noticed any kind of like uh, big fluctuations or your body reacting weird to any of this? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, big cuts, I tend to blow up. So that's why I've always tried to stay. I try and stay as close to walking weight as possible when I cut. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you cut, you make the cut, and then after you start to eat normal, you blow up? Is that what you're A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you just have to be careful. Like mm-hmm. I try and like when I'm introducing more food back in, I try and gradually increase it, you know, and it's not instead of just like eating – a bunch of food. Which like I used to do, to do, I used to do the yo-yo thing when I was younger. Um, when I first started fighting, like that first year ish, mm-hmm. year two ish. Um, and then dude, my body was like, what the fuck? I got pretty chubby. I got, went up to like 145, and that second year, um, because I'd be like, oh, I'm fighting. I need to eat healthy. And then after I'd be eating fucking Doritos and like queso dip, you know, <laughs> like it's not good. So I had to change that. Well, that's like the thing for me too, is I grew up on fast. I didn't grow up, you know, cooking healthy food and stuff like that. Yeah. I ate crap. So Same. I would go from, you know, doing this to doing that. And my doctor was just like, you can't do that anymore. Like, yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You, you have to keep, be more consistent when you get older. I know. Yeah. Like, I guess it comes with the maturity level too, right? Like now you're, you know, you, you reach your thirties. You're like, okay, I could fucking do this if I do this. Yeah, yeah totally. So. Yeah. Growing up, growing up. <laughs> so, uh, bartending, is that something you're still doing? No, I stopped doing that about two years ago now. Oh, okay. So, uh, are you working at the gym or? Yep. I oh. work at the gym. I, uh, train privates there and teach a little bit, mm-hmm. teach class, one class a week. That's really all I do. Okay. How are the privates going? Good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. Of clients and stuff like that? I do. Yeah. I have anywhere from eight to 12 hours of privates a week, oh, okay. which is pretty good. Right. Yeah. I used to work at um, Submission Factory. Oh, yeah. Which was like a block away from the yard. Yeah. And I, I grew up in between those on the street right by uh, the animal shelter. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up on that street. Oh, nice. So I was jogging around the neighborhood and I saw the yard and I was like, this is where the yard is? <laughs> uh, I just thought it was a banner. I was like, that's weird. They have a yard banner. And then I was like, is that? Th-? And then my buddy, uh, John Kwan. Yeah, Buck yeah. John, he came yeah. out and he was like, Anthony. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, small world. <laughs> Literally, apparently. Yeah. So. <clears throat> what, uh, how was the bartending? I'm just curious. I, I love like bartending. To, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. I, I made a lot of good friends bartending. Were you like the therapist? No. No? No. Well, you mean like for the people that come in the fucking yeah, bar? The yeah, of course. All the drunks? They want to fucking talk to you. Um, I was a good bartender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I think people always like coming to the bar because I'm more of a like no bullshit kind of person. I don't want to hear your shit. I'm like, mm. Mm, okay, whatever. Bye. And I go in the back. <laughs> sort of like the owner of that the movie Coyote Ugly. She's the one that runs I shit. haven't seen that oh. in so fucking long. Oh, God. A 1990s reference coming in flat. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've seen that movie. Okay, so you're the, the badass bartender. Yeah, and then, you know, I was fighting too, so mm-hmm. everybody knew not to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Had some interesting stories, though. Um, I fucked up my hand so bad bartending, dude. I have scars. You see this scar right here? Uh-huh. Um, I have a scar over here. I was, like, cleaning. You should never clean a champagne flute on the bristle things which i was doing anyway just because i was like fucking trying to kill time because i was busy it fucking snapped and shot straight up into my finger oh. oh my god yeah i have a scar on this one and then i was peeling an orange fucking peeled my finger off yeah oh. peeled the piece of yeah, i've cut the tip of my finger off fucking stupid um those are the worst too like you can get socked in the face you're like ow whatever when you like cut your finger or you stub your toe you're like fuck oh god dude i thought i was gonna the one when i peeled this thing this scar on here is gnarly but i thought i was gonna i could almost see the fucking bone i was like what the fuck uh, how did i do that this is how i go how did i do that <laughs> oh, so yeah and then like drunk people you know it's always whatever um because you were in uh where did you work i well i worked at far bar, far bar? La- i thought it like, was far bar. i loved okay. far bar i worked mm-hmm. there for four years shit we had our fucking wedding reception there dude it was mm. i love them they mm-hmm. they're still good to me i love all of them um 
I was just like, bar- bartending is not conducive with the athletic life. So right, right. I had to stop, you know. But you made good money doing that too. I did. I made good money. Yeah. I made really good money. And Far Bar is like a really popular bar. It's yeah. a really nice spot to go to. It was fun. It was fun working there. Yeah. Right on. So uh, now you're just going to stick with the training? Mm-hmm. Is it, do you feel, just curious, is it get too much being at the gym, you know, working there and training there? Or is it a good good amount of each, sort of? Sometimes. Sometimes I need to step away. Like, mm-hmm. they went to watch uh, Daniel Rodriguez, one of my teammates, he fought. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He did so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all went back to the gym. I was like, I'm going to stay home watch. Right. I just need to be home today. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But in most of my days, it's like I spend my mornings at the gym, like, for a big chunk block. Like, either I'll go in. Like, sometimes I have privates before I train. Um, I'll do that. And then I have a big break in the middle of the day. And then I go back in the evenings. I'm always there every evening except Friday. Um, and Saturday, but yeah. Um, what's the drive from, cause you live in oh, 15 minutes. It's okay, so close. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. It's like, and literally I'm like bouncing back and forth. So it's, it's good. That's that it's guys, it's good. Yeah. I, I said nice and good. So I said guys, it's guys, it's guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it's convenient enough to where you get to go home and chill for a couple hours instead of just having to wait there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now I'm going to school in between, but yeah. And let's talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, you start, so when did you start uh, going to school for this? I think I told you it was, what, five years ago? Five years ago. Something so like you that? started down a rocky path as a geologist. <laughs> <laughs> I got more in this chamber. <laughs> I love a good corny joke. Um, yeah, so I started – I actually started going back to school to learn Italian because my husband and I were going to Italy. Mm-hmm. That's where he actually proposed to me. So it was like this big thing. I didn't know he was going to – I figured it out, but he – didn't know that I knew. Thanks for setting the bar high, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to learn. I need. I was like, dude, if we're going to Italy, people probably don't speak English. So I started going back to school. And then I was like, what if I just would like get a bachelor's degree? Like I don't have a bachelor's degree. And in this day and age, you kind of need one. And, you know, when I'm done with fighting, like I'm, what am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, do I want to open a gym? It's probably not really something. I don't really like business. It's not. I mean, owning a gym is a lot of business. Yeah. And I'm not really one for business. Um, I'm more of a science person. So I started taking classes at PCC over here and decided that like geology was something that I was super interested in. I took oceanography and I really liked it. And then Mar- Martha House became, she was my teacher and she became my mentor. And now she's the dean of the natural sciences division over there. She's amazing. I just had coffee with her. Um, so now I'm at Cal State finishing up and this is my last year. Finally. So that's going to be your uh, long-term thing is going to be yeah, to be a geologist. Totally. And it's something that I enjoy, you know, like I was like, I don't want to be one of the, I'm, I don't ever want to be one of those people who just lives day in and day out and doing the mundane bullshit and not enjoying their life. So right. obviously I'm pursuing a passion right now. Like it's something that I want to do, but I continually want to do something that I enjoy for the rest of my life until I retire. So I figured geology is fun and. That's such a crazy statement. Yeah. <laughs> I figured, like, so you're going from like fighting to where you want to study uh, geology. Yeah, I like science. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well, honestly, I think like for me, I just want to like have some sort of impact on the world. Like Definitely. in the Muay Thai community, right. I, you know, I'm trying to help it grow and I'm trying to empower females to do things that they probably or maybe would have never done if they hadn't seen somebody else do it. Or, you know, I like to do those things, um, not just for me, but for other people. So I'm trying to make an impression and like geology is something that you can go into and you can help the planet and like help the world a little bit, you know, with all the fun things you can learn. I'm yeah. So what's like, what's the dream uh, situation for geology? Cause I'm not that okay. educated on the subject. So what would no, be yeah. like a, a station my, or something? My dream. Um, 
I need a break when I graduate with my bachelor's. Um, I kind of want to get my master's, but I'm, I need a break. So I'll probably do a part-time gig working just like geologic engineering somewhere. Um, but the ultimate goal I think is to get my master's and I'm probably going to do a master's in like astrophysics so that I can do planetary geology so that I can study and like interpret data from other fucking planets and how fucking dope is that? Right. I'm like, that's so cool. I can nerd out on that shit all day. Yeah. yeah. So like working for NASA or JPL or whatever. Okay. That'd be like dream for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So many layers. So many layers. So many layers. (laughs) You only live once. Yeah. Might as well do all the shit you like. And uh, what's uh, Dustin? Is is you guys plan to kind of uh, stay around the area? Did you guys want to? No, uh, I love LA. Mm-hmm. My husband is sick of LA at this point. He's been here a little longer than me. He came here like eighteen years ago. Where, where's he from? He grew up in Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. Jersey, in Jersey. Ah. He's a Jersey boy. <laughs> um, so we are going to go back to Philadelphia. We have decided. Philly. Philly. Oh. I like Philly. Um, everyone I've met from Philly's been pretty dope. The city's cool. Uh, it's close to his family and it's also within driving distance of mine too. So, but I did, we, you know, there's been like compromises obviously, cause I love the city. I don't want to live in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not a city. It's suburbia. It's still like populated, but it's not a city. So I'm like, we're talking about Philadelphia and four years. I said, you know, give me like four years to finish out my career. I figured by the time I'm like 36, I'm probably going to be ready to be done. Right. Yeah. It's so hard to get ahead in California. That's the one thing. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is Mm -hmm. like, if we were to buy here, we'd never pay it off there. You know, we're probably going to buy a property this summer and just rent it out until we go back. And then we might fucking own it by then. Who knows? Or Mm -hmm. just pay it towards it ourselves or whatever. Um, And our family's there. So it's so much easier financially, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, cause it makes like, sense. yeah, here I can get by, but like somewhere else, I think I'd be doing well and oh, man. making money or something like that. It's, yeah. Um, have you? So you guys travel to Philly often? Yeah, or? we go um, pretty much once a year. See his family, go to Philly. I like it there. And you're you're sort of a world traveler too, right? You like to go mm-hmm. different places. I do. I love that. Where do you, where's your uh, or where what would you give advice as far as where to travel? If you know what what particular thing about that area did you like? Oh man, I think my top two are Italy and Ireland. Which is funny because I my family right. is from there. Uh, I think Ireland was my top favorite. Um, the people there are fucking amazing. Yeah. So good. So nice. It was just beautiful. You can drive the whole country from one side to the other in a fucking day. Oh, we, really? Yeah, we know. did that. It's a small island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the people are just so kind. Um, we went there over Christmas, too, so it was fucking magical. They do Christmas right. They shut the shit down for like two days. Oh, wow. You can't even go to the grocery store. They're like, get all of your stuff now. I'm like, okay. Um, we went out drinking, met some friends, like, you know, made some friends. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. I could live there. I could probably die there. I think I want to die there. I wouldn't live there, but I would die there. I, 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 both. both. Yeah. <laughs> and what about Italy? What was your thing about Italy? Italy was great. Um, I think I don't. I wouldn't say the people were great, but they were okay. <laughs> right. The, the the most of the people we met in the country were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. It's the city people where they see more foreigners are kind of like yeah fuck they're like people. fuck you guys yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um we'd be running through Florence and people were like the fuck what are you doing like, yeah. why are you why are you jogging in front of me um yeah yeah <laughs> the history there is so pretty though the buildings the architecture yeah. all that stuff we went we randomly were there on a what's it called shit ash. Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday something Friday mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic I fucking forget <laughs> um, but there was a, a a mass happening and it was all in latin 
mm-hmm. and we just walked in and I'm not religious or anything, but it was the coolest shit ever. Yeah. And some of it, you know, you know, you remember from growing up in Catholic school, you're like, Oh, I know this. I heard this growing mm. up. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, it, I don't know. That's why I like the wine in Italy was fantastic. Yeah. I really dig all those spiritual play. Like, that's one of the things I like about, um, Oh, I totally skipped over this. We'll get to it. Yeah. Actually, let's get to it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thailand. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I love this last time I went, um, I was doing some care. My head was all fucked up. I just needed to get out and yeah. I went and I was going to temples every day and nice. just getting in touch with the spirituality kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I felt so much better when I came back, but that's, that's what awesome. I love. Like I can imagine Rome, like the chanting and that sort of so old building. Yeah. It's just like so nice. One day. Um, so, <laughs> so you did the, uh, the world Muay Thai tournament, um, angels. Yeah. 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 Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So that Sorry, was, I should have went. No, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, that was 2017. So that was a couple years ago. Um, I actually found out when we were in Ireland on our honeymoon, I got the email that I got accepted into the tournament cause I had applied. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. They'd never allowed anybody from the U S to do it. So I was the first U S woman, hey. that, which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's cool. Like I, I was really honored to have done it. You know, people like Joanna Jezerdek have been in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chomani is like a really top fighter in Thailand. She was the winner for like two of them, I think. Um, but yeah, no. So we went there. Um, and then, well, I actually decided when I got in, I was like, I'm going to go stay in Thailand for like a month or two before and like get used to their rule sets and their training and stuff like That's that. Smart. Mm-hmm. So I did. Um, so I went and got sponsored by Fairtex and I went there. Um, a lot of my friends are there still. I still keep in touch with them. Um, so I went, was it January, February? And I, yeah, I fought, I fought in March for Fairtex and I won in Chiang Mai. That was cool. Not Coila Stadium. It was a smaller... Or was it Coila? Yeah, it's Coila. It's not the bigger one. I forget what the name of the bigger one is. Anyway, so I won. That was fun. And then I came home for two weeks. Was that the knockout? No. Okay. That was just a regular fight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I came home for two weeks because I wanted to take my team from the yard. So Yoshi came with me. Mark doesn't really care for traveling that much. Mm -hmm. Um, So Yoshi came with me and that was the knockout. So that was the first round of Angels. Um... And then I knocked her out and it was so fucked up. That girl, she was from China. So there were two girls from China because they had Chinese investors and two girls from Thailand because it was in Thai, mm-hmm. Thailand, obviously. Um, and then every other country was different. So it was like, what, 14 countries or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lucy Payne was in it. I That's became awesome. friends with her. She's mm-hmm. a sweet girl. I love her. Um, Nicola Callender was there from Australia, but she was, was she representing Australia? I think she was. Um, Yolanda Schmidt. Australia. Mm-hmm. She ended up winning. Um, who are the other girls? Oh, Maria Lobo. I fought her. She was from Portugal. Fantastic. Uh, Sophia Olofsson from Sweden. She ended up pulling out because she had some deal going with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we went. I knocked that bitch out. It was crazy. <laughs> um, she. Oh, the whole point of that was. Sorry, let me go back. That girl that I ended up. So we did a lottery drawing. We mm-hmm. didn't know who we were going to fight. And it was totally fair. Like, I was really surprised how fair they did it. I was it. about to say, yeah. It was totally fair. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, sketch or anything. Mm-hmm. It was fair. We all did it right there. We put the papers in. They shook it up. And then we started drawing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I ended up being the last motherfucker, of course. I'm always the last one to get picked. <laughs> um, so I end up picking the girl from China who weighs in 13 pounds heavy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 13 pounds heavy, A little dude. bit overweight. <laughs> I'm like, bro. But we were dying laughing, Yoshi and I, because this girl was running around in a fucking sweatsuit, and then you'd see her eating cakes from fucking 7-Eleven. We're like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. So we were laughing. I was like, I'm going to beat this bitch's ass. Mm-hmm. And I knocked her out. So it was good. I need another one of those. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we, we had a big break. They were very unorganized. 
um, because we were supposed to go back like soon thereafter and it was supposed to be in China. It ended up not being in China. It ended up being in Thailand again. So we ended up going back in November. It was April and then we ended up going back in November. Um, it was me and Yoshi again. And then we fought Maria Lobo. We fought in a field. That was cool. Um, and then it was near the air base. Well, so, yeah, that's what's cool about Thailand is whenever they want to have a fight, they'll just throw a fucking ring it's, in the Yeah, that's legit what <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah. Our fucking warm-up area, I had to wear my shoes because the grass was so, like, Course. dead and hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, fuck my feet. Um, yeah, and then it was a really weird situation, that fight, because everyone, even them, thought that I won the fight. It was really weird. So, like... I, I was like, yeah, right. And then I look over and they have Maria's hand up and she's looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. Um, but I mean, she won technically. And mm. then they had to draw a name because two of the girls couldn't go forward into the final. And they picked my name in quotations again there because I think they just, they were like, uh, something was fucked up with the judging in that fight. So right. we're going to have you go into the final anyway. So I ended up going to the final. Yeah. And then I took Mark. And then I lost to I fought Yolanda first. Um, she's tough, man. It's it's interesting, you know, you're a fighter. It's interesting sometimes how you'll watch somebody from the outside in a fight or whatever, on pads, whatever, mostly in a fight. And you're like, Oh, I can beat them. They don't right. they don't look that tough. Then you get in there with that person and it's just it's such a different you're like, Oh, no, this bitch is really tough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whatever. And even though her punches are really stiff, like she still was fucking cracking me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she beat me the first two rounds and then she did the tie thing and just ran that last round. She wasn't uh, trying to engage, you know, right. cause she knew she won already. Didn't mm-hmm. want to take any more damage. We had to fight again, but I did cut her open. Um, that was like the first time I cut somebody. So oh, that nice. was exciting. <laughs> What'd you do with, uh, up elbow, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, um, I ended up fighting Namtarn. I don't know if you know her. No, I don't. Really tall, lanky, clinchy type girl. <laughs> so yeah, she clinched the book out of me. Um, I definitely lost both those fights and I was already so tired from the first right. fight. I was like, fuck I literally had a 45 minute break. There was a knockout and they're like, Oh, you're up. I was like, Oh That's shit. Crazy. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't even ready. I'm like, let's go. So we get in there and then it was fun. Cause I got to watch it on TV later. Cause they were airing it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, the first, that's the first time that I had ever been kneed in the face, like straight full knee to the face with her. Mm-hmm. And it didn't knock me out. And I remember coming up from that knee being like, I feel like I should be fucking knocked out right now, but I'm not. <laughs> this is awesome. And then she elbowed me 12 to six in the back of the head. Oof. Yeah. Which was, they, they didn't, they didn't give her a warning or anything. Cause I went to spin mm-hmm. into something and she just grabbed my back. And went, I was oh. like, Oh shit. Oh, that didn't hurt. As I thought, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah, like you were saying about that sort of that X factor of mm-hmm. certain fighters, like I could do this, I could do that. It's just you don't it's, really, know. which is what everybody does that watches, yeah, for, right. Like, yeah. I can fuck, do that. You don't I'll fucking t- know until you get in the yeah, ring with that person. Yeah, it's literally a battle of the will, anyway. Mm-hmm. If unless the skill, if the skill's really even, it's a battle of the will, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I was just thinking about like. You know, Oh, you don't know, man. I throw this right hand. And yeah, <laughs> drop uh-huh. that. It's Please. like, oh, yeah. so you're just doing the same thing. Like, you don't understand when you get in there, and people are watching. The everything just is so different. Yeah, and, it is. And uh, you're so you're known for, you know, pushing the pace, having that you know that hardcore mindset, that mental fortitude, which uh, maybe in the ring sometimes I may have, but I think outside <laughs> of it, I'm pretty mentally frail. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But uh, what do you think? Or what's your? Because I, I know in a couple of interviews you said that you you practice it, you train, you know, on mental toughness. Yeah, I do. Right? So can you like, give, elaborate on that a little bit? Um, so I try and just practice like a lot of visualization techniques and mm. stuff like that for mental training. Um, also like I I have like a list that I make for every fight. Um, I got this uh like techniques from a book. 
uh, the mental edge, which I love. Um, it's where you make like you make a list of five positive beliefs about yourself and then your desire statement, your reward. So every time I fight, I may I tweak it slightly for what I'm working on in that fight. And then um, it's something you say. It's the first thing you say when you wake up and you have to say it out loud. You can't say it in your head. You have to say it out loud. And then you say it before you go to bed. So it's I ha- I just made my list and I was like, yes, I made my list. Um, <laughs> What's the name of the book? Uh, the Mental Edge. The Mental Edge. The I Mental like it. Edge. And I found that that book fucking found me actually. I had a fight um, for WCK. I think it was my second year of fighting. And then uh, Day Day Davis, she beat my ass. And uh, I was like, something is missing. I feel like I was really depressed after that fight. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck. Um, so I was like, I need a book on like mental something for sports, sports mental, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. This was before it was fucking huge, right? This was right. like seven, eight years ago almost. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I was at the, uh, what's it called? What's it? The last bookstore downtown. Mm-hmm. And you know that labyrinth of books they have upstairs? It's like a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. So I walked up there and I was like, okay, maybe I'll find a book. I don't know. And like this crazy white haired dude like popped out looking like <laughs> Einstein was like, can I help you? And I was like, actually, yeah, I think I'm looking for like sports books on like mental, like psychology or something. He's like, uh, I don't know if we have anything like that, but we have this section over here. And he shows me the section. And then that book was there and it was a fucking dollar. I was like, I'm buying this book because, you know, all the sports books that you look for, it's like, I don't know, like an autobiography Mm -hmm. or like you can't ever, it was hard to find like a psycho, like psychological sports book. So I found that book and then it changed everything. And then you turn around to thank him and he was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So the mental edge, I actually want to check it out. I read, um, the mind gym. Okay, I've heard That's of that a, one. It's a really good book. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I, but I read that, and that helped a lot to, to understand because, like, uh, I think you, I've heard you say in an uh, interview, like, mental game is the most important. It's so important. Yeah. It's, like, mm-hmm. 90% important. Yeah. It's, like, 90% of the fight. Damn it, I was going <laughs> to say 90%. I didn't want to get my percentages wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I've heard you say that before, and I think it's so true because you can be the most talented, most athletic person, but if you don't have that mental You have to have toughness, that focus yeah. and the toughness, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would say I developed that toughness when I was younger, but um, – Definitely developed mental toughness when I was younger, uh, just because I was a punk. You know, I, I've I've been through some weird shit that we don't need to get into. But. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh sweet, tell me. <laughs> so maybe when, one day. Maybe one day. Okay, when we're off air. <laughs> when um, so the mental toughness is, is it something you think, uh, if you're not on sort of doing this routine that you got, uh, is it something that you feel slips? Do you feel like if you're not mentally tough is, is it like, you know, we were talking about the physicality, like if you eat something and something's off. Yeah, I think so. I feel like it makes me sharper. Mm-hmm. If I don't do it, I feel like, yeah, there's a little something there that I need to be doing that I'm not doing. And I'm like, you know, for example, this past week I've been working on a certain thing and sparring and like, I got my ass kicked two weeks in a row and I was like, son of a bitch, I really been like trying to fucking fix this. And like the next week and it still got my ass kicked. So, I was like, I have to make that list. I have to make that list and start saying these things to myself. And I sparred on Saturday and I fucking did good. I was like, it's the first time where I felt in like two or three weeks where I'm like, okay, being able to things are coming together mm-hmm. and working now. Okay. Now, now Natalie's back. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on. Okay. That's so cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. I like the, uh, I'm always fascinated because, or do you, do you get sort of like, do you feel like your mood swings or do you have mood swings? Do you, you go for highs and lows, obviously? Definitely. Do you yeah. feel like it's more in check when your mental toughness is on play, or is it? Because you yeah. always have negative thoughts, right? You're yeah. Just able to manage them better. Yeah. Side. Yeah, I think so. I so, that's why I like doing yoga too. I feel like it helps clear oh, my mind. Mm-hmm. That's why if I do it once a week, I'm like, you know, no matter what's kind of going on, I try and like 
reset. And they give you that whole like honoring your body kind of thing, which is yes. really important. It's just I, it's one of those things that you don't feel like it's super necessary, but every time you go, you're never like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I should have this. You know, yeah. It's always like fuck it, yeah. Yeah, it's always good. <laughs> so you're a big movie buff. Yeah. Which is so rare. <laughs> <laughs> I love movies. What did you grow up on? What were some of the things you like to watch? Or shows? Actually, give me a show that you grew up watching. Oh, shit. Um, shows. Hold on, hold on. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Great. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, Dude. Hey, Dude. Um, do you remember The Roundhouse? I don't. I think that was... Uh, it was before all that. It was the show that was like all that, but before all that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was Yeah, it. I was on the kick because all that was... Uh, Amanda Bynes, yeah. Keenan and Kel. Yeah, Keenan was, and Kel were good. That I was, was just funny. thinking because I saw something where they have this show, something about this is funny, and uh, Keenan Thompson's one of the judges, and I was like, whatever happened to Kel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing real, so good for so long. guy. <laughs> right? So those were your shows. Did you have um, like Simpsons? Did you watch Simpsons and stuff like that? I didn't watch Simpsons until I was older. My parents were kind of strict about what they let me watch. Mm. And the shows that I watched on MTV, I had to go to my grandmother's house because she would let me watch it, but they wouldn't. What did you watch on MTV? Uh, I remember watching The Real World. Oh, that's right. That's remember when that? it first yeah. started coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back when they had shows. Um, music videos. Like remember real music videos. Real music Beavis videos. Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Remember Tech on The Real World? God. The black guy with the bleached hair. I don't. I, I remember that season really well when Tech was on. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to watch it. Did, what about movies? What were some of your, your movies? That, Goonies. That Goonies? was one of my tops. Mm-hmm. Um, the Next Karate Kid was one of my tops as a kid. Um, what else? Let's see. What else did I watch? The Labyrinth. Oh, that's a good one. I've been really, Bowie, right? Yes, I've been yeah. really, really craving to watch that movie again recently, too. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. So, uh, sometimes when you go back and you watch those movies, you're kind of like, what the fuck? But no, that's a classic. Yeah, that one, I, I just... It was you remind me of the babe. The babe with the power. I reference that movie all the time. <laughs> um, you guys could have saw her body movement when she did that <laughs> reference. It was great. <laughs> uh, what was the... Falcor. Um, um, Never Ending Story. Thank you. Yes. Great. Falcor. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was scared of the wolf as a kid. Remember oh, the wolf yeah. with the big yeah, green yeah. eyes? Uh-huh. My mom told me that when I was a kid, I wasn't like scared of like the boogeyman or like monsters. She said that I would take off running onto my bed and jump because I thought there was a wolf hiding under my bed that was going to eat me. Which is funny because now say, yeah. the wolf is my fucking spirit animal, I think. So it's like, got a tatted on you, yeah. So odd. Uh, I was scared of it, but I conquered it. There you go. Now I am it. Shit's deep. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm hiding in people's closets ready to scare them. (laughs) Now they get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the best rainy day movie in school. You go to the auditorium or something, they put that movie on. Yes. Good stuff. What about um, nowadays? Like, what what are some movies? If you're gonna go to the theater, like, say you and Dustin are gonna have date night, what do you what do you guys go try to see? I typically like I like science fiction movies a lot now. My dad was science nerd. He loves science fiction movies. Mm. He loves that shit, and he likes terrible movies. He's, he's like, it was a great movie, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't mean shit to me from you. So I have to like go look it up. <laughs> um, but I love science fiction movies and horror movies. My husband doesn't like horror movies. He oh gets, no, he gets a little scared. <laughs> um, but he'll go watch them with me if I want him to. He but has his head buried in your lap. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's not like his preferred choice. But I fucking love horror movies. But they also suck nowadays, too. So it's terrible. They're nuts. fucking One out of every shit. ten might be okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're not like they used to be. I like the new It, It too. Did you see that I one? did like that. That one was cool. It was mm-hmm. good. But I still I... like the original the best. I have it at home. 
god, I tried to. I was. I think we posted something about that, but you said something. I I tried to rewatch it. I was like, man, this movie's terrible. It's so good. I love it. I love Stephen King though. I love, I love all of. I have a Stephen King collection. Oh, do you? I do. Mm. Yes. Did you read the books and stuff like that, or was it just movies? No, the books are too fucking long for me to read. Right. Yeah. Um. When and when I'm reading stuff, I prefer to read something that I feel like I can learn from. I try. I I can't read novels that often. Mm. Did you grow up on um, sort of the Friday the 13th? Freddy yeah. Yes. You know what's weird? It's so do I, and we like appreciate good horror movies. Yes. But those, those are terrible. Are terrible movies. Those are terrible. <laughs> so terrible. Um, Halloween is my favorite. That's yeah. the original. The original one's So good really with good. Jamie Lee Curtis. Those first two were <laughs> good. The remakes for the Rob Zombie were really – Oh, I like I the like first that. one. The yeah, I like the first one. Really one. I, I didn't see the other one. Uh, it was okay. It got okay. a little weird, but yeah. the first one was so good. How they just made him some like giant beast, and he was just a psychopath. It was great. Yeah, it was, the the premise of it. Was yeah, like, it's genius. But I like the um, what was the other one that he did? Rob Zombie did with uh, the family, and they kill people. Oh, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses or The Devil's Rejects? Oh, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. I really like that. I like The Devil's Rejects better than The House of a Thousand Corpses. See, I haven't I'd... seen House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yet. you should see it. Yeah, that one. Um, it's like the prequel. To the Devil's Rejects, uh, but it's a little interesting because Doctor Satan and like it's like fucking Doctor Satan. It's stupid, um, but it's still good to watch. Yeah, I like the the ending of that when they're playing Freebird and they're fucking. Oh, that's, that's the best so ending good. ever! Yeah, yeah no, dude. So I remember I was dating a guy who was a motorcycle guy, mm-hmm. um, and we were hanging out for one of our first like dates at his place, and we watched that movie. I was like, well, you watch that on a date? Fuck yeah, I watched that on a date. Um, and that scene was on at the end, and we were just like so fucking pumped up. And we went for a fucking night ride. It was so awesome. I'll never forget that. We went for a night ride because of that movie. Um, and then they kind of like, yeah, because after sort of like, I think when movies got weird is when they started doing like the gore. Yeah, after know, like Saw and stuff. After, Saw was fantastic. Saw, the first one was good. The original was yeah, great, uh-huh. um, but then people like went with that after like then Hostel and like all these fucking hostile, things came out. It's just, and like It's not good. It's just gore. It's just gore. Yeah. Like that's not scary. It's not scary. No. Mm-mm. Bastards. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like a knife, a guy with a fucking knife is scary. Like mm-hmm. somebody, <laughs> he's yeah. like relentlessly stalking you. Yeah. Or I like the, uh, the sort of. The demon aspect of things too, like yeah, the haunted kind of, stuff. Yeah, yeah shit no, that you can't fight because sometimes yeah, I'll, I'll be I like those too. What was so, the, not the Exorcist, but the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Emily was Rose, that was one. a good one. That was a I really good one. one. That was a good one. I liked like the Conjuring. The I didn't like that. You don't like the Conjuring? I didn't like oh, it. Oh my god, I thought mm-hmm. it was so good. No, I didn't like it. The Witch. Did you see the Witch? The Witch. It's on Netflix. Is that in the universe of the Conjuring? Uh, no, it's, like, devilish, though. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen it. It takes place in, like, back in the day in, like, the pilgrim-ish Oh, times I think I have seen it. Where the, she has the goat and the goat Satan. It's so good. No, I haven't seen it. It's fantastic. It's the okay. girl that plays Morgan. You've seen the movie Morgan? Yeah. It's that girl. Oh, okay. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah, because I watched, um, shit, what was I just thinking of? Uh, oh, The Nun. Did you see The Nun? No, I heard about it. Was oh, it good? Oh, God. It was so terrible. Oh, I was so, okay. so upset. <laughs> but I really like The Conjuring. So they, I, or uh, did you watch Annabelle? No. Okay, like Annabelle Creation. I don't like the Annabelle. The original? Yeah, that was kind of Creation dope. was the second one, right? The second one. It's like I a prequel. Okay. So it's better to watch that one. Oh, That's right. a really good one, though. Maybe I'll check that one out because I, I know I've seen it on there. Well, maybe. Shit, if you don't like The Conjuring. No, I think you'd like it. Conjuring might just be a one-off that we're not agreeing on. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I like the Ed and Lorraine Warren the the couple that investigates the paranormal oh yeah yeah so that movie's kind of based on them and then all oh, the cool. sort of ghost stories mm-hmm. they always kind of go back to her oh okay I guess. like she's kind of i don't know as 
jitters you could be and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you ever watch like the ghost ghost shows, like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that, or is that not? I did watch some of those, yeah, because I remember they went to a place in West Virginia once. Mm. There's a an old prison. I can't remember the fucking name of it right now. Oh, uh huh. But they went there for one mm. of those shows, and then I remember I started watching it for a while. Well, Pennsylvania, I think that was one of the places that we wanted to travel to because it's got like some of the most haunted. Uh, yeah. Yeah, haunted areas. Well, they know. have like, was it, is it Gettysburg that's in Pennsylvania? Oh, is it? The old battlefields and shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that shit's awesome. There's a place called Shepherdstown in West Virginia where one of the old battlefields is, and one of my friends used to live there. She went to college there. She said it's it's a little weird. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that kind of Can shit. Can you imagine? It's just like a fucking battlefield. Yeah, Lots of people team. died there. Yeah, people just It's like it. Civil War shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when I went to New Orleans. Have you ever been? No, I want to go. It's on my list. Yeah. I did like all the voodoo tours, and they shot. Um, oh, that's cool. What is it called? Uh, American Horror Story? Yeah, I love that show. Yeah, one of the seasons they shot it there, and they tell like how they based the show off this one lady who used to like torture like uh, really? slaves and people on her plantation and shit like really? that. Really? And all these crazy ways that she killed people, and you go by the house. And oh, I that's cool. That. Yeah, I like that, that the shit. Outdoor cemeteries and that's awesome. Yeah, it's I like I just didn't like Bourbon Street where people go to parties. I wouldn't go there. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if I went, to, I would I would want to see like that part of yeah, mm-hmm. not Bourbon Street, but I want to go see like the real shit. Yeah, because we went to Bourbon Street and that was just like people fucking partying. I saw some. Throwing up like everywhere. Some, yeah, some sixty-year-old lady flashing people. It was oh rough. It was my rough. god! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, that's scary. Yeah. That might be scarier than yeah, uh, voodoo. Exactly. <laughs> it was intense. It was intense. But I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's about? Uh, what's about? <laughs> Are you a big comedy buff? I do like comedy. What's like a comedy, or what? Like one of your sort of sacred comedies that you keep? Because you said you still collect DVDs, right? I do. That's awesome. I know. Is it I... the material type? Like you like to collect? Like have them in your hand? Or yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm weird. I'd still go to Amoeba and like buy the fuck out of some DVDs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I need to make a trip actually. Yoshi and I went recently and I got a bunch of stuff. Comedy. Okay. Hold on. Let me think about comedy here. Oh man. It's funny. Horror comes to my mind like that, but yeah. I do like comedy, but I'm like, what comedy do you like? Were you like a Dumb and Dumber, an Adam Sandler kind of person? I did like all the Adam Sandler and mm. the, and actually I really like uh, Jim Carrey back in the day, yeah. like Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're on the same page. I watched that as a <laughs> yeah. kid a lot. Um, and then, oh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. So good. Fucking, <laughs> so I just made a reference to that the other day. Ah, oh, so good. Laces out. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was I doing? I was like, but he like is in the car and he's like bouncing around and singing. Oh, yeah. But there's like nothing going. It's, it's yeah, just, they're just driving just smooth. Around. He's just... <laughs> so dumb. Flat tire. Then he's like, oh the, yeah, the guy after like, I think it's, this joke is run its course. Like <laughs> he's been doing it all day to him. <laughs> Oh no! I referenced the fucking scene where he comes out of the elephant's ass or the rhino's <laughs> the ass. Rhino's ass. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I love it. So the DVDs. Do you do you just like to have a stack of them? I do. What I used to do is I would get the VHS tapes and I'd cut the cover off and I'd put them in like a picture frame. So I'd put a bunch of them in there and. That's kind of cool. I don't know. I like the movie posters too. Oh yeah. You know that kind of stuff. Like if movie theaters would would get rid of them after I'd ask for them. Oh, that's cool. But I mean, now I like to do it where I put them in picture frames and hang them. Yeah, up. yeah. I'm a huge movie buff. But. Yeah, I don't I don't collect anything like that. I just collect the DVDs. But yeah, you, you, I just watched. You saw I watched uh, the thing. The old one. The yeah. old one. Yeah. I have the original. That I one's good. It. I love that one. Yeah. And I like like Kurt Russell. Russell. Yeah. Yeah. So good. He Jim- just like drinks the whole fucking time. Hmm. That's why I, I think that's why I developed like an alcohol problem because all my childhood <laughs> it's heroes, cool in yeah, the movies, exactly, right? When you're yeah, a kid, I know. Is, it's it's like, probably why I started smoking too. Oh yeah, for sure I did too. I thought you know, but instead girls were like, oh, you smell like shit. I'm all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I look cool, bro. Yeah, I look cool. You know, from a distance, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Oh, shit. All right. Well, um, I just well, I think it's well, we should wrap it up. We're at an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, that was so much fun though. Thanks, dude. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. And we'll definitely be able to check out your next fight. Yeah. It's gonna be in LA. It's gonna be in LA. Yeah, Commerce Casino. Okay. Should so be able to announce next week. Yeah. And as soon as she announces, you guys, I'll post. But until then, thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks, Natalie. Really appreciate you coming down. Bye. Bye.